Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on For Generations to Come, where I am your host, Moshe Gray, and here we break generational curses through empowering each other and sharing our stories. Okay, so first of all, we're not going to talk about how out of breath I am (laughs) right now for no apparent reason. It's like the pregnant life. We're also not going to talk about how hoarse my voice sounds because it's like 1 o'clock a.m. And it's just magically hit me just to um, make sure that I record this episode specifically because this episode is about me. It goes into my deep, dark past and personal life. <laughs> but I am excited I'm really excited about this episode because it just really um, is the truth. Not only is it the truth, it's that it's important that it is shared. Um, And yeah, so by the title, you already know. You already know what we're talking about. And I think that this is a lot of what I don't think I know that this is something that a lot of us are um struggling with or a lot of people that I know are struggling with and I struggle with it so I just definitely feel compelled to share my story on it deeper because I mean I shared the surface of it um it's not a secret everyone or most people probably know or should know that I did have sex before marriage um I wasn't celibate, celibate, what was celibate? Girl, I didn't even like the word celibate. (laughs) But um, I think it's just really important, really, really important to share what I was going through um, during those time periods, things that I've experienced, and just to encourage someone who may be celibate or even thinking about being celibate or abstinence, um that it is beautiful and y'all to this day I'm married now and to this day I really can say that if that is one thing that I would definitely um if it was something I could change I'm not the type of person who like oh I could change this no it happened it happened cool but if it just had to be one thing that I could go back and change it would definitely be waiting for marriage um and I'll go a little deeper in just a second but first of all before you keep on listening make sure that you share this episode y'all um it really just warms my heart that you all share and that you just you know are in tune with the episodes and all that but this this episode right here is off script I don't even know where I'm gonna go in in words of you know, how this story is really going to be told. But um, what I mean by off script, I mean, I don't have notes, okay? Normally, I like to have notes just to keep myself on track and see where I'm going. But yeah, you see where we're going here. So let me just say this. Um, A lot of people think that it is contradicting I guess that would be the word that I would use 
when it comes to Christians or followers of Christ, um, telling other people don't have sex before marriage if they did it. And it baffles me. <laughs> like, it really, really does. Like, it really baffles me. And I posted a scripture the other day on, like, this exact thing. And, um, I mean, I've gotten it a couple times where I would just, you know, share my story with someone or, you know, share my thoughts on it or whatever. And they would say, well, you did it. And to me, that is just like the most used excuse to keep doing something ever. And not only that, it it's like another contradicting way of saying, okay, this person has changed. And even though they have changed, you did it so I can do it and then I'm going to change. <laughs> but let me also just say this, just because... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to be saved and following God, like genuinely now, genuinely a follower of Christ, following God. And even though I had sex before marriage, now I genuinely see why I shouldn't have and have suffered some things and consequences from it. I really tell people that if I would have, if I could, I would, I literally would have waited and telling others that definitely I think you should wait to have sex before marriage and then they hit me with that well you did it and I don't I really don't understand why before I'm saying something I'm trying to make sure I didn't say stuff like that I know I probably did but I don't want to say I did or didn't but I'm trying to understand why like why hit someone with the well you did it as an excuse for you to keep doing it you know, so for me, it doesn't make sense for me to tell you as a follower of Christ that, oh, I did it. So you go do it and then you go repent like that. That doesn't even add up that literally logically. It doesn't even make sense. We already know spiritually it doesn't my scripture, but logically that doesn't even sound right. So I think that. A lot of times, I guess that's what they expect me to respond or expect me to say is that, oh, because I did it, you know, I approve of you doing it and then go repent later and not do it again. Um, But yeah, I just had to get that one off because I've been hit with that a couple of times. But I also just want to um, just dive into what I was going through at that season or time period. And I might just be letting y'all in all onto my business, okay? I might just be airing all the dirty laundry. Hopefully my parents don't listen to this because they may or may not know this. <laughs> but <laughs> um, we're just going to dive into it because I know that it'll help someone. I really do. And I do get a lot of um, questions about it. And there are people who do struggle with having sex before marriage. I was one of those people. And yeah. Okay, so I lost my virginity when I was 14 years old. I know. Don't judge a girl. Please don't. Um, so yeah, when I was 14 is when I fell into the... I don't like the peer pressure part. I really don't. 
So I'm going to leave the peer out and just say pressure. <laughs> I had a boyfriend, okay? Your girl wasn't even supposed to be dating. You know, in my house, I wasn't supposed to date till I was like 17. Um, so yeah, I had a boyfriend in middle school, y'all. We in middle school. And I ended up um, losing my virginity. Y'all, I'm so glad. Let me just say this real quick. I'm just so glad that I didn't get pregnant. Because I didn't, first of all, I didn't know nothing about sex. I didn't know what I was doing. Nothing about how to use no condom. Nothing about making sure it was, look, I am just so glad that I did not get pregnant. I would not have known what to do. Okay, I already didn't know anything about sex, period. So, it was like, oh, he wants to do it and he keeps asking me. So, let me just, I guess, do it. I don't, I don't know. To this day, I'm thinking like, why did I do that? But yeah, so I lost my virginity at 14. And then um, after that, me and the guy stopped talking. So it's like, wow, real emotion. Uh, we stopped talking and then I ended up talking to someone else. That's a whole nother story. Like that child, can you say shamed? So I started communicating with someone else and we weren't we were never dating we were just um I guess in a lustful relationship and then we started having sex and this is where it got bad this is really where it starts to get really bad y'all um so when we started having sex it was um it led to some crazy stuff like sneaking out of the house and doing like, I mean, it was just like my life had did a 360 for real because I turned from this little nice, sweet, innocent girl to listening to all type of nasty sexual songs and <laughs> it it got rough. It really did get rough and I thought I was doing something. I really did. And the fact that I, it was like every single day I would get in this cycle of sneaking out the house and going to meet this person and have sex with them and still clueless as to what I'm really doing. I just know that it felt good. And as you get deeper and deeper into sin, I mean, come on now. So... Um, at the age, I think this is around 15, around this age, 14 is when my mom passed away. So when I lost my virginity, it was like, uh, I don't remember the exact date. Okay. Who me? Who's keeping up with that? I'm assuming it was summertime of whatever year that was. I was 14 and my mom passed away a few months after that. And then that's when I started communicating with this other guy and then we started I I hope my timeline is correct don't quote me and then that's when we started having sex so um it went on for I want to say a few years yeah I want to say a few years is how this cycle went on it was no relationship type of thing honestly it was like he could have been messing with somebody else 
and I wasn't really worried about all of that. I was just, you know, we were just having sex. That's just what it was. And honestly, I feel like that's what a lot of people think that it is because um, it just really, when people say that, especially the phrase, you got to test the car before you buy it. And a lot of people go by that quote and they think it's just sex and it's, you know, hey, I just see them one time and then it's over with. Or, you know, I just do it a few times and then we're done. Or there's no, there's no title with us. There's no relationship. Like there was no title with us. There was no relationship status, nothing. Like we were literally just texting each other and communicating each other just to have sex um so that in my head I'm thinking that oh it's just sex right but on down the line after my mom passed um you may already know this story I did fall into depression suicidal thoughts and all that so things really started getting really rough and having an emotional soul tie for those of you who don't know, I'm going to paraphrase it. Okay. I don't know for sure. Google it. Go look it up. Do a Bible verse. So <laughs> a soul tie is um, when you have this spiritual or emotional connection to someone. And mostly it is from sexual intercourse. So it would be, it was for some reason it seemed like, even when I wanted to cut this relationship off, I couldn't. And it took, y'all, I'm telling you. And this is why I stress it so bad because I don't think that a lot of people understand why God made sex just for marriage. And I don't think people really understand why God just cares so much about you sleeping with everybody and their mama. Um, because it not only just, it destroys you in a certain way. Um, it can destroy you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. So for me, this soul tie was so bad. It took years to get out of it. It boiled into, boiled over into my next relationship, which caused major issues. Um, but when I say it was so bad, it's the point where, it's like, oh, I want to let this person go so bad, but for some reason I can't. And even if you're not around that person, even if you don't see them anymore or anything, for some reason you still feel that connection to that person, then you know something's going on. So for me, it was like, I know that this is not the person I need to be with. Like, I know that this is not the person that is not, I mean, my parents don't even like the person. All right. And not even, not even that. It's like, I just know, you know, when you're not supposed to be with somebody, like it's just automatically, like sometimes it's so many red flags and it's just so clear as day. And a lot of times we just run over the stop signs. So for me, it was like, I wasn't necessarily running over the stop signs. It's just the soul tie was so bad that it's like, I don't want to be with this person. I know I don't need to be with this person, but I just keep feeling this connection to this person. 
Like they literally have nothing to offer me. So one day I sat down and I was just like, what does this person, why do I keep feeling connected to them? What does this person have for me that I just keep being drawn to them? Like they're literally, it's not like they're offering me anything else but sex. So I'm like, what, why am I so deeply connected to them? And it wasn't until years later that I really got into, um, building my relationship with God and actually definitely let it go, let the relationship go, no matter how hard the soul tie was until I got to realize that was definitely a deep soul tie and it was horrible. It was very horrible. Um, because I don't really think that a lot of people understand how bad it is to get out of that soul tie because once you have sex with someone it's like interchanging souls with that person Uh, I mean you may wonder why all of a sudden you feel a certain way after you've slept with that person and you never felt that way before so they depressed you never dealt with depression now y'all have sex and now you depressed I mean come on now so Um, for me, it was like sex destroyed me in a couple of ways. And it was definitely the soul tie that really just took, almost took me out. Um, it was confusing. I didn't understand what was really going on. It's like, I couldn't really move forward no matter. It was like a silent suffer because I definitely didn't mention it to anyone or anything but um and not only did it destroy me emotionally and mentally it was like a whole physical thing of thinking that I had it all together thinking that because oh this person wants to have sex with me that means that I must be this this and that you know um And after that stopped, it was like a confidence. My confidence just went down because now I'm not messing with this person anymore. So I don't think I'm this, this, and that. So I think a lot of times we have to ask ourselves the question as to why do we indulge in sex outside of marriage? And honestly, this is mostly for believers. Um, I mean, even non-believers, of course. But if you are definitely a believer and you're striving towards Christ and you are indulging in sex outside of marriage. And let me let me just say this. All right. Um, y'all, we got to stop trying to flip and flop the Bible. No, we want to take one scripture and use it for our lives but the other scripture that go against what we're doing oh that don't mean nothing to us it's there I mean it's not gonna change (laughs) so we gotta stop trying to twist the bible to fit our lives anyway so basically I think that um a lot of people indulge in sex or marriage for I mean, it could be numerous of reasons why people do it. But for me, it's because I felt wanted. Like, I felt 
needed. I feel desired. I feel, um, I don't know. I just felt like I was wanted. So a little bit of backstory on, and you'll see how all this stuff plays out because I think that a lot of times when we sit back and literally paint our lives or look at how our lives started off and how things went, I'm talking about like from kindergarten on up, you'll be like, man, that played out because of that reason or that happened because of that. And for me, having sex made me feel wanted. It made me feel desired. It made me feel like... I was just the best <laughs> um, because let's just back back. So in elementary school, I started to get bullied and it was just really, really rough to the point where it affected me to like college. Um, so literally, I kind of just got over it because I graduated college in 2017 Um, so being bullied literally affected me for so many years and it made me not feel wanted, not just sexually. I'm not definitely not just talking about sexually in, in elementary school. Um, but wanted as a person, wanted as a friend, wanted, um, you know, I always feel like an outcast. So, when definitely when sex came to me and I felt desired by a man, um, that was like an open door for me. That was like, okay, I'm running in. I never felt wanted. I always felt like an outcast. Now I could do something that everybody else doing. Now I could put myself out there like everybody else. Then I'll feel like I belong. Then I feel like, you know, I could hype up conversations in the classroom with everybody else. You know, instead of pretending. So for me, that was like an open door to just, girl, go ahead and get the key, unlock the door, and you in. So yeah, I think that we have to sit back and ask ourselves. I mean, yes, let's just be honest. I'm, I mean, I always like to be very blunt and honest about certain situations. We're not going to sugarcoat the fact that sex doesn't feel good. We're not going to do that. I'm saying besides the point that sex feels good, why, like, what would be the whole reason that you as a believer, a follower of Christ, um, what would be the reason that you still indulge in that? Because number one, using God knows our heart is just not working anymore. I'm sorry. That's being played out. Um, and trying to really just dismiss the whole um the whole fact that God doesn't agree with sex before marriage it's just not working anymore either like you could disagree with it all all day long but he's not going to change his mind it's still there you know it's still sin cool so it's like what would be the reason that you feel the need to play with your body, play with your emotions. Because when you give your body away, I had to learn this. And I was like, man, like, why didn't none of this hit me at 14? But it's like, when you give your body away, you're literally 
giving the enemy access to destroy you. And for some people that may seem like, oh, now you're doing too much. But it's the truth. It's definitely the truth. You're giving the enemy access to stay here. Just destroy me. You know, because I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to be with this person. I don't know if we're going to get married. I don't know what tomorrow will even look like. I'm 14 years old. I wasn't even thinking about getting married. You know, the most I was thinking about was the next day my homework was due. I'm in middle school. Come on now. And what was for lunch? So you're literally giving the enemy access to play games with you. And number one, he already know what this is going to do to you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and maybe even physically. So, yeah, I think that um, we just have to sit back and ask ourselves, like, man, why am I really doing this? Like, why am I sitting in this car with this person having sex with them? Why am I in this, like, why am I doing these certain things when I really, in my mind, it's like, okay, this is not leading anywhere. But all of a sudden, I'm still, I'm still in the same routine. I'm still doing it over and over again. So look, I always tell people this now. I would say, if you want to be celibate, I'm so particular when I hear people say, I'm about to be celibate and they just so excited. And I'm like, okay, cool, excited, but how's your relationship with God? And I'm like, oh girl, I'm about to be abstinent. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's amazing. Like we can all have a thought, a vision, a dream, a goal, but it takes action it takes steps it takes a process to make that happen so I'm like okay cool but are you having a relationship with Jesus are you you know spending time with God are you in your Bible because let's just be honest if you are not building your relationship with God and you're screaming celibacy I need you I need you to really Tell me how it's going. Because when it comes to saving ourselves for marriage, um, it's definitely, I always tell people, it's not as easy without God. And I don't go into depth about how to be celibate because like I said I wasn't but for me I say that I could have been but my relationship with God wasn't solid like you got to get to the point where you take God serious you got to get to the point where you take your body serious where you uphold your standards seriously you have to get to that point where People not even approaching you because they know that you won't play no games. Um, guys not even approaching you because they only want certain things. Or, I mean, if men listen to this and vice versa, they only want certain things. But they're not even going to approach you because they already see it. They see God on you. They see you not playing no games. That's how serious you got to be 
about taking care of your body and it goes deeper than the physical outer appearance of your body it's taking care of your mental health it's taking care of your emotional health it's taking care of your spiritual health so you definitely have to think deeper than oh it's just sex but it's like do I want to deal with being emotionally and spiritually connected to this person for years or some people forever some people never break a soul tie do I want to deal with that like those are certain questions to ask do I want to be connected to this person what value is this person going to bring me what is this going to benefit me I mean a good 20 minutes 25 if you're lucky girl a good few minutes and that's all that that's all the reward I'm getting from it. And then I had to start thinking. So for me, and I still do this little trick today. So if I know that after I do something I'm going to regret it, I don't do it. And it was like if I know that I'm going to be feeling any type of way but peace after I do it, That can go with anything. That could go with buying a car, okay? If I don't have peace after it, I shouldn't do it. Um, If I'm going to be having anxiety after it happens, then I shouldn't do it. It just, it doesn't, um, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And as I kept thinking about it on down the line, I was like, man, you know, that really didn't make sense. For me to let the enemy play, play with me like that for just a few moments of goodness. And then afterwards, I was feeling like I'm going crazy. On down the line, I'm just, I'm over here confused, wondering what's really going on because I let the enemy play with me like that. Let me tell you something. Y'all need to stop letting the enemy play with you. That can be for any area of your life. And I think it's to the point now where it's so serious and it baffles me that people don't take it as serious. It's serious. We may not be taking it serious, but I can guarantee you that the enemy is having fun because he's taking it serious and he thinks that you think it's a joke. And the crazy part is, you have more power than him. But you haven't tapped into that yet, so he's going to keep playing with you. I don't want that. I don't want that. I definitely don't. I don't want that. I If I know that God gave me more power over the enemy than he has over me, and I'm going to let him play me? No. It's not. It's not happening. It's not. So I encourage y'all that if you are definitely um, currently celibate, abstinence, or wanting to be celibate, I really, really encourage you to build your relationship with God. And it goes deeper. It really goes deeper. These are things that I wish I would have done, should have done. Um, It goes deeper than just 
building your relationship with God as well, um, everything else starts to fall after that because it could even go as far as what you're listening to, who you're surrounded by. You know, certain music, um, especially if it's sexual, if you know that you can't handle it, don't listen to it. It goes that far to protect what you have. And if you want to go deeper than what you have, think about the generations that come after you. Because today, all we see is lustful relationships. All we see is sexual things. You get on Instagram and all you see is people exposing their bodies. And, you know, that's all you see. Like, that's what the world is centered around. So to be something or someone that is different, that is um, the outcast, basically, then everyone is attracted to that because they're like, wait, she, this is not like, it's not being normalized to wait before marriage. Like, it's not. So to sit there and um, actually take matters into your hands and say okay I'm really going to be serious about this thing it's like people will be attracted to your boldness for God your boldness to protect your body your boldness to um wait and it's like in the midst of that it's just man when I see people doing it um, or have done it, I just think it's the most beautiful thing ever. Like, I literally, I, I'm so amazed. I get so proud um, because I'm like, yes, like, I, it can be done. Even if I didn't do it, like, I know that it's definitely possible. Like, it can be done. Like, we can still be around here honoring Jesus, all right? We don't have to show everybody everything to, I mean, to exploit. We can still be around here honoring God. But yeah. This is good. So yeah, I think that we really have to get deep with ourselves and vulnerable with ourselves when it comes to who we want to be, where we want to go, and the reality of serving God. I think we just really have to get honest about all of those aspects in our lives because the truth is we cannot expect God to bless us and cover us and do all of these miracles for us and we're only serving him halfway like oh god I'm, I'm going to church on Sunday but Monday come I'm gonna yep that's I'm different on Mondays so for me it was like I I have to be more serious about serving God because I may be playing but he's not and I don't want 
to feel the wrath God has. I just don't. Like, that's just... I mean, you know, when you were little and you were scared of the punishment from your parents, it's not that type of feeling. Like, that fear is escalated times 3,000 when it comes to God. I would rather get punished by my parents. Like, hey, when you... I mean... I'm 22 right now, but still, I would still rather get punished by my parents than to get punished by God. And I think that we really, we we use God's name in vain so much that it's like nothing. It's like, oh yeah, so I'm just, God is good. God has blessed me. And it's like, truly, do we really sit down and just think about man I got God in my bio but I say it all the time they can have God in their bio but it's God in their life like when when someone comes to you do they automatically just notice something different about you you shouldn't have to tell them that you serve God you shouldn't have to do that I shouldn't have to walk up to you and say I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. But it's like before you even open your mouth, do they notice something different about you? And you know what? That's what amazes me. And to be to be young like I am and to go into places and one time I had a photo shoot and I went into the photo shoot and I do a lot of times I do it intentionally but a lot of times I don't because I feel like there's no need for me to broadcast my age but a lot of times I do it intentionally because I if I know I don't know the person and we're going to have a conversation normally people don't really just start off with I'm 22 you know they may start with their name of course but I went to my photo shoot and I don't even remember how I, how the conversation really went. But the girl thought I was 30. Now, at one point, I didn't know whether to be offended or or um, complimented. But she, was, she explained. She was like, no, no. It's the way you carry yourself. And I think that... A lot of times we have to just see how other people see us and be vulnerable about that. If they say, no, you, you, you messing up girl. Like I thought you was like 15 cause you real childish. Then accept it and say, okay, look, we got to do something different. But for me, I do it on purpose a lot of times cause I want to know how do they see me? Like I'm not even going to walk. I'm not going to walk in. I don't want to say nothing. I just want to listen to them. And then when they talk to me, then, I mean, I'll be myself. Like, I'm myself when I come. But I just want to see how they see me. I want to know. And to a lot of people, it could be offensive when someone tells you, you really messing up. Like, no. What you just said was some bogus stuff that came out your mouth. But it could be the truth. It could really be the truth. One time I was on a um, call. And. 
She said, I thought you were older. Because our conversation that we have, it just flows. It was the last um, podcast interview I had with Casey. She said it really just flows because, if I'm not mistaken, Casey is over 30. Yeah. I hope I'm right, Casey. I hope you're not. (laughs) And I am 22. So I always had like this problem or not really a problem. It's so much of something I need to grow into of being around older women. Because it's not so much if as if I'm not confident in who I am because completely I've accepted the fact that for me to be very young, I'm very wise. But it's the fact of I don't want them to see me as not being wise. I know what I am, but I want to see how they see me. So normally if I walk in a room with older women, I don't say nothing. And they think I'm their age. Because it's like you have to figure out how do you want to be seen. And now that I talk about it, it's really... um, It's a blessing. It's really a blessing because... I... (laughs) I feel like it was rough. It was rough. Um, Being 14, I lost my mom. And dealing with having sex before marriage. And it just took a whole different toll on my emotions. And spiritually and mentally, it literally just took a whole toll on that. So it's really like. From from where I was to where I am now, it's, it's a blessing. And not only that, I'm thinking about who I'm honoring. I'm honoring God, of course. But it's like the last... The last thing that my mom knew about me... Was I had lost my virginity at 14. And that broke her heart. And y'all about to have a baby girl. Imagine. Let's not imagine. Matter of fact. Let's not. But. I would just think about man. If if my daughter came up to me at 14. And. She told me that. I just don't. I don't know how I would react. Not even my daughter. My son, too. But it's like your daughter. Like, your daughter. Um, So to be where I am now, the mindset I am now, it's just really a blessing because she left. She left here and like knowing that about me. It's like now here I am. So I feel like we just really have to get to a place where 
we sit down with ourselves and that's the issue a lot of times we don't want to address ourselves like we can address everybody else their mama their dog their cat we can address everybody else but when it comes to addressing the person that we look at in the mirror every day when it comes to addressing that person and saying man moist you really messing up in this area a man you really got to get together or you really got some attitude problems and I do <laughs> you really got an attitude problem and you need to fix that like ASAP like you when it comes to certain things like that we have a hard time addressing ourselves but until you sit here sit there and address your issues address where you're vulnerable at address where you slack up at address all the baggage that you have and all of that then you're not going to get further than the things you've addressed because once you address them then you can take action to fix them so yeah I think we really just have to get to a certain point where we sit down with ourselves and give ourselves an evaluation you know it's time out to stop giving everybody else one we have to change ourselves before we can start changing anybody else sit down and let's give ourselves an evaluation what's going on with me what have I been doing wrong where am I slack I'm slacking in this area okay what's going on and that's powerful that's so powerful to address yourself before someone else does because addressing yourself before someone else does gives you leverage to not be surprised or shocked (sighs) yeah I'm done I'm done I'm out it is almost 2 o'clock a.m. I need to be asleep. But yeah. So. Make sure y'all share this episode. Um, Make sure you let me know what you think. This was literally just like. Going with the flow. Of things. And I think I really. (laughs) Started to just switch whole topics. This could be two podcast episodes. But I really just think I just switched. Topics at the end. But. Yeah. Make sure y'all share this episode. Make sure y'all go listen to um, a very... It was an old episode with Ash Elise and also one with Shatara Lene. Um, They both talk about their celibacy journey. And if I'm not mistaken, okay, I really hope I don't... If, you know, I'm not saying this wrong. But Ash has been celibate for... I hope I'm not saying it wrong. Just go listen to the episode and she'll tell you. 13 years, I think. And Shatara was celibate for, mm, I want to say, 18 months before she got married. I want to say, make sure y'all go listen to that. So go listen to Ash. Go follow her on Instagram as well. And follow Shatara. Go listen to Shatara. Um all of those episodes should be right there on all platforms 
whatever platform you have apple google spotify all that good stuff all right so let me know what you all think about this episode just um just let me know how you feel about celibacy you know it's not a bashing thing it's not pointing fingers it's just conversation it's just sharing stories sharing my story sharing how I my experience basically um so yeah let me know what you think tag me and even if you tag me shoot me a dm I love to chat with y'all but yeah let me go ahead and end this um podcast you guys I'll talk to y'all next week